Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Backpacking Experience podcast today. I hope that all of you have had a great summer and that you've been able to get outside and enjoy some time away in the backcountry. Now, today I've got a great interview and conversation to share with Scott and Nicole from the mapping and trip planning software company, Art of the Trek. Now, Art of the Trek has been a longtime sponsor of the podcast, and it's been long overdue to get them onto the show to really dig deep into what Art of the Trek provides and how they give back to the outdoor community. Now, speaking of giving back, let's introduce today's new sponsor of the podcast. You know Sawyer for their amazing water filters and insect repellent options like Picard and Lotion and Permethrin uh, clothing treatment spray. But I want to share something that you may not know about Sawyer and how their filters are making a difference in developing countries. In December 2020, so just a few months from now, Liberia will become the first developing country with clean water, border to border in every household. That's amazing. The use of Sawyer filters in Liberia has significantly reduced frequent diarrhea by nearly 90% and providing clean water to a lot of people who just have not had access to clean water before. So next time you're in the backcountry filling your Nalgene bottle from a Sawyer squeeze, think about how your purchase of a Sawyer filter has helped someone live a healthier life because of Sawyer. You can learn more about the Liberia project on Sawyer's website, and I've also put links down in the show notes for you to be able to learn more about the Liberia project and what Sawyer is doing to give back. Now, there's a lot of great mapping apps and software available out there, and today we're going to discuss with Art of the Trek on how they are taking on the competition to create a one-stop shop experience for hikers and backpackers to plan and execute successful backpacking trips. So without delaying any more, let's jump into the interview with Scott and Nicole. All right, everyone, I am so, so excited to have Nicole and Scott from Art of the Trek here on the podcast with me today. If you've been a listener of the podcast for any length of time, you know that Art of the Trek has been a sponsor of the podcast for many, many episodes, and it is such a treat to have Nicole and Scott from Art of the Trek here to talk about in more detail what Art of the Trek is and just really do a deep dive about the website, the software, and just the goals around Art of the Trek. So Scott, Nicole, thank you so much for being here today. We are so happy to be here, Devin. Thanks for having us. Yeah, same. And uh, yeah, appreciate being here and appreciate the good content uh, that you put out for your listeners and uh, happy to have supported that um, in, in the past. And yeah, good to have the relationship and thanks for having us and good to meet your listeners. Yeah, appreciate that. So this is a different episode because we've got two guests here on the interview as opposed to normally one, but things been going well because I know, uh, Nicole, you are not currently in the United States, correct? Correct. Um, although I'm from Chicago, I now live in Vienna, Austria. So I know That's it's amazing. morning for you guys right now and it's... Um, this will be the the end of my work day uh, today. <laughs> it's nice to end with you too. Well, that's a treat. I appreciate that. 
what uh what what took you out to austria well i'm married in austrian so um oh, there you go yeah that's <laughs> i think that's the the quickest way to to make your way here yeah that'll that'll do it for sure that'll do it yeah <laughs> And then, Scott, my understanding is that you currently reside in Wyoming, correct? Yeah, great uh, great area for the outdoors here, um, and that's uh, what took me to the area. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's home base, at least for the next year. Can I ask what specific area? I just have a passion and love for that state in particular. Oh, very good. I'd be curious to hear uh, which parts uh, you've been in, but I live in the greater Jackson area and I okay. all over everywhere between uh, Dubois and Pinedale uh, through here for the outdoors, if you're familiar. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's an area that I frequent pretty often. Uh, we spend a lot of time as a family in the like Northern Star Valley area. So Alpine oh, very and uh, the Grays River which feeds into the Snake River there in in Star Valley is a uh, family favorite for just quality trout fishing and just a great place to to go camping as a family. Nice. Um, yeah, do you take the your RV up there? I think when I've been up Grays River Road in the past on my bike, it's uh, littered with RVs up there. Yep, four wheelers, RVs, and uh, trailers, tents. The whole <laughs> the whole works. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so sounds like. Some wholesome family trips. Yeah, it's a it's a good time, and so I'm a little jealous that you get to spend your full time hours there in a, such a beautiful place. Jackson is know, the, an the amazing greater, area as well. Yeah, the Greater Salt Lake area. You got a lot going on down there. I don't think. Yes, you're yes. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to complain about that. But uh, I guess moving on a little bit, I'm curious to hear about. Let's start with you first, Scott. Just your. Uh, individual background around the outdoors, what uh, kind of activities you primarily uh, focus on when you're choosing to go outside and play and, and that kind of thing? Yeah, so I, uh, I dabble in a little bit of everything, um, playing from uh, bikepacking to trout fishing, as you mentioned, um, and things like that. But my foundation has always been in just uh, good old Good old backpacking and, you know, camping out in the wilderness, played with tents, played with hammock camping, a little more uh, breadth than concentration in any one area. Um, So, yeah, that's uh, that's what I get up to uh, out there these days. And for my background and what led me to that and motivations. um, Yeah, it's I I think, you know, overall things I do in life, I try and have a vision of myself when I'm an when I'm an old man and what I want to look back on accomplished and, you know, part of being an old man as well as staying, um, healthy, fit and mobile and, you know, having a good quality of life too, when I'm in my eighties. Um, so yeah, just getting in some adventures before I kick the bucket and, uh, being a, a healthy and robust old man, um, is a big motor, big motivator of mine, um, in life in general. And I think, uh, backpacking in the outdoors and, mountain recreation and taking adventures fits into that, uh, very well. Um, and second to that, uh, the other, uh, thing that gets me out there is, yeah, just a little bit of intentional discomfort. Not that I'm into, you know, suffering for the sake of masochism or anything, <laughs> Right. <laughs> appreciating a hot shower, your, your comfy, comfy bed at home, um, you know, getting away from screens, um, you know, and, Screens have a lot to offer, and there are great things about hot showers and comfy beds. But 
you know, it's uh, good to come back and appreciate them, I think, in, in only a way that uh, a backpacker can. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. How about you, Nicole? Well, um, I should I should say and start by saying that I am much less experienced um, than than the two of you for sure. Um, so I I do some day hiking, which I really enjoy. Um, I will say that you know the over the last couple of years, I've spent a lot of time talking. Um, with backpackers all over the world. And so I've learned a lot. I've, I've learned a lot about gear. I've learned a, a lot about, you know, how to get started as a beginner. So um, I do feel inspired, um, I think, to take more on and maybe, you know, actually do my first backpacking trip. Um, and I've talked with Scott a little bit about that and he's been really helpful. So, um, that seems to be my next step. Um, in the meantime, you know, Austria certainly is not a bad place, you know, to just spend a day hiking around. In, in Chicago, being, being from that place, you don't necessarily consider Chicago as a recreation hub for hiking and backpacking or water sports. I mean, a little bit of water sports because you're close to the lake, but. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. I think in the summer, people are kind of, you know, at the lake um, and doing lake things. But I it's, I think it's hard. You've really got to get out of the city um, pretty far, I think, mm-hmm. um, to, to find some some real nice places to do backpacking. So so surely that was a, a reason um, why I think I, I didn't kind of jump in on this earlier. Yeah. And Scott, were you going to add something to that? Uh, yeah, I was just going to add for uh, Nicole being out in Austria, a little tidbit for your listeners. If uh, uh, I'm assuming mostly a U.S.-based uh, audience, if they don't make it out to Europe often enough, um, something mm-hmm. to appreciate about uh, backpacking in America is what the rest of the world refers to as wild camping. We just call camping. Um, in the, oh, sure. Yeah. In Europe, you can't just throw up a tent out in the national forest. Uh, it's all in these sort of managed uh, huts, especially in Austria. So that's a neat experience if you want to take a trip and sort of dormitory uh, style living and prepared uh, food out there um, is a neat sort of luxury trip. And, you know, at the same time, it does make me appreciate um, in places like America and Australia and uh, the Scandinavian countries where you can just uh, throw up a tent. Right. Yeah, it uh, it reminded me and it was eye opening for me when I started learning about uh, you may be familiar, but the Camino de Santiago. Yeah, it uh, is is a trek through Spain and France. My understanding that it's very different type of hiking experience than you would get hiking the Appalachian Trail, for example, that a lot of people are familiar with. So, yeah, very, very different depending on where you live. Yeah, and I think, so the Appalachian Trail, they do have serviced huts up through the White Mountains, if I'm not mistaken, but that's, I think, a little bit more closer to sort of hostile, self-managed yes. style living yes. to Europe, where it's, you know, a proper business and almost hotel model. Pretty pretty stark contrast from all of the available public lands that we have here in the United States, and like you said, in the Scandinavian countries and stuff where... There's a lot of shared space, even on the the private lands, but yeah, very, very interesting. So I guess moving on, uh, let's talk about your individual roles with Art of the Trek. And let's start to talk about uh, Art of the Trek in, in general. But Scott, what what is it that 
uh, you do for Art of the Trek, and then Nicole, you can uh, introduce your role with the company as well. Sure. Um, I guess you could call me uh, either the conductor of the symphony or the uh, ringleader of the circus, depending upon the week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I put all the pieces together, um, and yeah, uh, in a, I'm in a position to be able to uh, choose talented uh, people like Nicole uh, to work with to make this happen. Um, but yeah, I uh, I pride myself on finding people who are better than I am at. Uh, at their individual areas, uh, like Nicole is and what she does. Um, and yeah, knowing, knowing enough about a lot of little things to appreciate people who are better than me at them. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what I do here and turn it over to Nicole to, uh, to chat about what she does. Well, thanks so much for those kind words, Scott. I appreciate that. Um, so my work at Art of the Track, um, is I'm first and foremost, the business development manager. Um, and then occasionally I help out um, with research. But um, the bulk of my work, I'm really managing relationships with our users. Um, and I'm also looking for ways to partner and collaborate with members of the outdoor community. So, you know, Devin, you are one of those people that I reached out to. Mm-hmm. Um, and also some outdoor companies. So that's, that's what I do. Very good. So I guess if we take a step back a little bit to give all the listeners a better understanding of what Art of the Trek is, if they're not familiar, um, Nicole, I'll put this on you. Okay. <laughs> you can give us the uh, the 30,000 foot view of what is Art of the Trek and what's the history of it and like how did the idea for an online mapping software uh, begin? Okay, so let me start with just telling you a little bit about um, what is Art of the Trek. So in short, we really aim to be the first one-stop shop for the outdoor community. Um, I think you know, and and many of your listeners can probably relate that when it comes to planning a trip, you're often... Um, looking at multiple websites or forums or social media accounts um, so that you can find all of the information that you need. Right. Um, so that can be annoying. Some people enjoy that. It seems like, you know, through my conversations, a lot of people would like um, to kind of streamline that process. So um, that's really what we're trying to do. Um, we really are creating an outdoor community Um, or a place where you can go, you can research your trip, you can plan the trip, you can navigate while you're in the field, and then you can create and share your trip reports. So that's, that's where we're headed. That's what we're building. Um, I do want to say at this point that there are other great apps out there um, that we're aware of, of course. So we think apps like All Trails um, do a really great job of de- delivering day hikes um, for people who are looking for a day hike. I know that I've used it from time to time. Um, and then on the other hand, there's um, apps like Guthook, uh, which are really great for long distance hikes. Right. Um, also, Caltopo is a great option, um, especially for folks, I think, that are really kind of detailed map nerds and like really want to get into <laughs> Like myself. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like <laughs> yourself. We've talked about this before. Um, we're really, we see ourselves kind of in the middle there, right? So our niche is really that one to seven night trip range, 
which actually are most of the trips that that people take in the United States and around the world. Um, and we really want to make the experience, you know, turnkey for people. We really just want to make it really, really easy for people to plan a trip and then get out there. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I think now hearing that a little bit more detailed from you, me calling it in a, a mapping software is not necessarily accurate, <laughs> but more in the vein of actual like detailed trip planning and the ability to just figure out where you can go backpacking and where you can take your hikes and how to properly plan for them. Because, and and we'll talk about this a little bit more because I've got some additional questions, but Scott, you could maybe uh, add to this as well. My, my use of art of the truck has been uh, to help a lot of students figure out because I, I teach a backpacking class at a university. And so as I've learned more of what is offered from it, uh, we do a lot of mapping and trip planning for assignments with my classes. And it's always interesting to show the differences with every single trip that you go on, the different requirements that are needed. <laughs> Everything from different types of leave no trace uh, requirements and permit requirements and that kind of thing. And maybe you could talk about um, how the how Art of the Trek basically is helping facilitate understanding all of those different requirements and things that go into planning a trip. Sure. Um, so there's sort of uh, two tracks that we take with that. One is uh, the one perhaps more appropriate for your students, which is you know researching an area. Um, so clicking on a park or a forest on our map and seeing all the permit requirements, what people can expect um, on the ground there, if mosquitoes are no an issue, um, and uh, and things like that. I think we have 50-odd data points on each park or forest uh, that we compile in one consolidated place so you're not visiting individual government websites. Um, and then, yeah, information on trailheads and individual campsites and getting an idea of those uh, before you head out there um, in a more rich way uh, than you can just just seeing a little icon on a map. Um, so there's that side for people uh, planning their own trips. And then uh, the thing that we've gotten uh, the biggest demand for is having, you know, an experienced uh, route guide planner uh, create a prepackaged trip. So people provide us uh, with criteria um, for what they're looking to do and how long they're looking to go out for and under what conditions. Um, how much they're capable of doing every day. And uh, we're building up a database um, based upon that of uh, sort of prepackaged trips. Um, so mm. hopefully your students aren't using those to cheat with um, for their uh, trip planning. And <laughs> yes. uh, so that's the other angle that we take um, with a focus on sort of weekend trips, extended week weekend trips um, that the majority of people are interested in. And, you know, really us, you know, while we cater to advanced backpackers and things like that, a soft spot uh, that we have um, is getting um, beginners out there and people out on their first one or two night trips. Um, and then towards that, you mentioned uh, sort of imparting leave no trace ethics and things like that. I think there are two prongs to that. Um, we're building sort of a quick and dirty uh, beginners course uh, for people to take an online course to go through. There are many good books. Oh, that's great. Sources out there, but you know, just having 
a quick course that covers the basics. Some is one thing, leave no trace will be a part of that. And then the other thing is just having a plan, thinking about a gear checklist, um, you know, how much are you realistically able to do? Because I think leave no trace compromises uh, tend to occur. I don't think anyone sets out saying I'm going to, you know, leave trash or, you know, trample down campsites or right, right. problems out there. It's when they're cold, wet, tired, hungry, exhausted, and, you know, dark is coming, stuff starts getting dropped from packs, compromises start getting made, you know, it's pouring rain, you're miserable in your stuff, you're not spending the time to, to dig a cat hole. So, um, yeah, just, just planning ahead of time and, you know, having a focus on, you know, comfort and success and doing things within your capacity and having the knowledge, tools and skills um, to get out there. Um, to keep things within your capacity, I think, is a big contributor to, to not compromising, um, leave no trace ethics. Yeah, no, that's great. And so I, I kind of want to dig a little bit deeper into that. We didn't talk about this ahead of time, but I and I know this is going to be difficult to do without having the visual aspect of being able to show the workflow, but I'm curious to hear how you would explain how you would use the website and the tools within the website to, let's say that I am a new backpacker and I am very interested in backpacking in Teton National Park. And I know that there's trails and stuff over there, but I have no idea how I would uh, plan a trip for there, how I would know what trails and how far elevation gain and loss, which isn't something that new backpackers always think about anyway, but <laughs> I'd, I'd be curious if you could uh, describe how somebody would type in artofthetrek.com and then how they would work through being able to plan a trip to go backpacking in uh, Teton, for example, and what informa what information they would find as they zoom in on the map and then other tools that they would use uh, through the website. Yeah, no problem. Um, I've got this and I'm actually uh, I'm going to click through and do it myself um, as we're chatting here. Um, awesome. And, uh, yeah, just talk through it out loud. So I'd go to artofthetrek.com and then I think, oh, I'm going to Jackson, Wyoming and roughly the Grand Teton National Park area. And then I can click that green area on the map and I get a link that says show park info. And that brings up a whole list of yeah, permits and fees here. Um, and yeah, wildfire risk in the park. Is there an avalanche risk in the wintertime? Uh, you do get exposed to high altitude. There's not extreme mud or tsunamis or volcanoes, you know, some things that you run into, <laughs> sure. for example. Um, links to fire restrictions and information, which stoves are allowed. Um, Boy, all the predators you can expect in the national park from grizzly bears to wolves to mountain lions, um, and then information on, say, fishing permits, for example. Uh, so that's there just to get a quick park overview. And then the second thing that I like about our map is, for example, if you've ever used the Forest Service maps on Cal Topo or something, I find uh -huh. it's hard to get a good sort of zoomed out, detailed view. So we do have a custom map layer there where you can look at sort of a, a third of a state at a time and sort of see where the trail networks are. Um, so I'd be zooming in on Grand Teton National Park. I'd probably be looking for 
a couple nights uh, loop and I can see all of those trails there and more detail as I sign, as I zoom in as well. So I do that and the next thing I look at, um, there's an overlays button top right. So you can look at scenic locations um, and campsites and trailheads, for example, we'll turn all those on. And then more than just being an icon on a map, we can click on a, on a campsite. It'll give us um, further links to read uh, the National Park Service information, whether you'll find water there, they have restrooms on site, and whether they have a shelter there or not. Um, and more getting added to that all the time. We'll have comments um, added in there shortly. So we can see information like that uh, for campsites, for trailheads, for scenic locations. So that's starting to give me um, some sense of where I can park a car, where I can spend the night, and maybe some some pretty things to see along the way. And based upon that, you know, I can uh, I can plan a route there. And in order to do that, I would click the Create Custom Route button. And then we ask, is it a day hike? Are you committed to sleeping at specific locations? Or is it a multi-day route? And you're going to think about some campsites, um, but you're not committing to, you're going to figure it out on the trail how far you go each day. And the case um, that I find most interesting and that is most commonly used is uh, committed to sleeping at specific locations because then we know yeah. uh, when people's days end so we can give them more information about each day. And then we ask about a start date here as well for the trip. If you know when you're going to go, um, that also allows, and, and if that uh, is within five to seven days of today that allows us to give weather information um, as well as we're planning the route and take that into account. And then once I do that, um, my cursor changes to a little crosshair and I can click along there. I can click to a campsite and say route to here. I can tell it uh, what I'm gonna be doing at that uh, campsite, whether camping there or just visiting for lunch or collecting water at a nearby stream, for example. So I'll go through and create that. And then as I build that up, uh, your listeners will see on the right-hand side of their screen, my different days um, are getting built. And it tells me about uh, the uphill component uh, to those days. Uh, I did, just in my example here, choose a start date coming up. So I'm seeing the weather forecast uh, for each individual day. And then as I get to my third day, um, we start adding in some color shading uh, to indicate the relative difficulty of each day relative to the others and then um yeah we also throw in if in grand teton national park you have some elevation issues um <laughs> right. there's, there's, uh, <laughs> campsites you know above eight thousand feet or so we are warning folks about that who may be coming up from sea level and are gonna either struggle athletically a little bit or even to the point of getting sick um at higher elevation if they do too much too soon um, so that's the route itself. Um, I'll pause there before I get into what you can do with the route after you have it saved. If you have any uh, questions or clarifications there, Devin? Well, uh, not necessarily, but I was just going to comment and say when when comparing this service and Art of the Trek is it as a website to like Caltopo, for example, which is a very popular mapping uh, website. I'm hearing correctly that all of this information that you have just explained is built into the map. It's available as you zoom in and click around and 
unlike Caltopo, for example, where they're on a map builder uh, layer, you're going to have trails and stuff that will be there. And, but then you're uh, manually adding waypoints and markers and things through your own research into that uh, type of setting where uh, just for everybody listening, all of that stuff is already built in or at least those options because uh, you can add manual like waypoints and stuff into Art of the Trek, correct? That is correct. So along your route, you can, it's not like we have every last water source <laughs> right? Particular, uh, point of interest along the route. Um, but you can, you know, look at where streams and valleys are and add water stop uh, custom waypoints and think about planning your day. Um, and we even have, you know, the idea of resupply or cache locations. Um, if you're taking an extended trip and want to, you know, stash some food for yourself out there in advance um, in a scent proof bear bag, for example. Um, so we try and prompt a lot and get people thinking about trip planning and yeah, Caltopo's really good for marking up a map. Um, and I would say we're better for prompting uh, trip planning and organizing a trip and thinking about where you want to put your water stops, like on your way into your campsite and on the way out and things like that. So um, yeah, it's a good point and thanks for the clarification. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can go ahead and continue with that thought process and then sure. I have some follow-up questions so for you. On saving your route, um, it just asks you for a trip name and some, you know, again, here we are prompting a description for this and getting people to think about goals for their trip. Like what, what do they want to, uh, accomplish here? And, you know, it's nice to think about in advance. It's also nice to look back on two years ago, what you were doing and what you were planning on, uh, accomplishing and, you know, how far you've come since then. Um, so we have that there. Um, and then there's a little icon to check off, suggest this is a good public route for other hikers uh, to enjoy. Um, so that gets into the community and sharing aspect. Um, so I mentioned these campsites on the map, people can just uh, create those publicly, sort of a, an interactive, rich content, um, uh, Wikipedia of sorts for camping locations. Now there is um, open street maps, for example, but that only allows you to put a little icon on a map. It doesn't allow you to click that icon, have that open up and read information about it, add some photos you may have of it, add some comments, see what other people have said and uh, catalog information, you know, permits and things like that about a campsite. So it's richer and that uh, anyone can, can add those in publicly and they do now. Um, and then, yeah, as well, you think your route is private it's private by default but if you think it's uh, one other folks would be interested in you do have the option to uh to suggest that um and then going down here uh we also prompt people to think about trip mates and emergency contacts um are usually part of any trip so you can you know add your your spouse your friends or family um as an emergency contact they'll receive an itinerary of where you're heading out to when you're planning on going, um, just uh, so that's there. So we sort of guide that along. And then trip mates as well. You can loop them in on these saved routes and they can see them um, in advance as well. So uh, again, we see the theme of guiding people down, down a path of, you know, organized and planned trips here. Um, so yeah, yeah that's, that's... go ahead. I was just say that's amazing information. Oh, <laughs> that's really, really detailed. 
Um, so yeah, that is saved. Um, and then yeah, I can see the route that I planned in my trips list here. And there's a little play icon on top of it. Um, so this is uh, sort of akin to Google Earth, sort of a 3D uh, satellite terrain view um, of the route that you just planned. And you can follow along with your route as it traverses the uh, satellite imagery of the mountains and canyons there um, for a pretty good visual overview, more than you'd get on a topographic map. So that's there. Um, you can see you can add in more tripmates and emergency comments. You can write comments uh, to your other tripmates um, on there, and you can reference uh, waypoints in those comments that'll make them clickable. So you can talk about, hey, we're going to meet at this trailhead. And within that comment, they can click that and actually see the trailhead. Um, so yeah, we have that. And then I'm just opening the menu up here. Uh, we have the option to edit the route. We can attach uh, files to this trip, say permits uh, that we've secured, for example. And as I say that, uh, we also offer a fairly underutilized uh, permit concierge service. Um, so always with the goal of getting beginners um, out there and having adventures. So dealing with permits and, you know, getting those. And so where we're able, um, people are able to uh, request that we handle getting the permits uh, for them. So it's hands off. They just give us uh, some bits of info about themselves and when they're heading out and we'll make it all happen. And that's, uh, you know, that way they're not dealing with multiple different government agencies, depending upon sure. going and it's, uh, it's all self-contained. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So a follow-up question that I have is once you've gone through and created all of this information and, and such, it, uh, I mean, it's reliant on being able to have internet access at that point in time, but very often we are out of, uh, we're offline, <laughs> basically. So do you have the ability to uh, export those files as a GPX to then import into like a Garmin in reach or into other uh, mobile apps that allow you to import GPX files and all of those waypoints and those comments and information and such will uh, transfer over into, yeah. so, into that uh, import export process. Yep. So two prongs to that. Um, in that menu I just mentioned, there is the option to download a GPX file and import that into the service or device of, of your choice. I put it on my Garmin watch and my inReach, for example, for some redundancy there. Mm -hmm. um, and then as well, uh, we do have the mobile app um, in progress as well. That's not on the App Store yet, but if you have an iOS device, uh, you can just contact Nicole at artofthetrek.com and we're always... Uh, grateful for beta testers um, and looking for feedback on that. And the one for Android is in the works as well. So um, yeah, that'll be available via mobile app. Uh, if anyone wants to help us with iOS beta testing, always happy for that. And in the meantime, it is available as a GPX file, as you mentioned. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome, awesome information. Yeah. So uh, moving on a little bit, I want to talk about, and Nicole, I'll let you uh, explain this service, but what if somebody is not as apt to uh, plan the trip themselves? Tell me about the, the route guide service that Art of the Trek provides. Uh, is it free? What are the options? How do you do it? And what is what kind of information is somebody going to get 
when they go through that questionnaire uh, to then acquire uh, a route guide? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think I said this before, but I've talked to, you know, hundreds of backpackers over the last couple of years, you know, in the U.S. and also all around the world. Um, My job has really been to gather um, feedback and suggestions. Um, And I learned in these conversations that while some hikers really enjoy to plan their own trips, um, many people shared with me that they would really rather not do the planning and would love for somebody else to do the planning. Um, You know, some people are really just looking for, you know, a complete and really thorough trip plan, um, which I think is understandable, especially for folks that maybe aren't as experienced or, or just don't have the time. So, um, so those are the, those are the people that, uh, employ guide services and why guide services are (laughs) able to survive. (laughs) Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, after hearing all of this, um, this feedback, um, and this suggestion time and time again, we thought it would be good, a good idea for us to at least, you know, test this idea, um, you know, we're a startup company, so we do a lot of little experiments at Art of the Track um, just to see what do people want and, you know, how can we help them with it. Um, so we rolled out this custom route guide service, um, and it's been really wildly popular, more than, more than we could have ever imagined, really. Um, so basically the way that it works is that you fill out a form, um, a pretty detailed form, uh, you know, how many nights do you want to be out? How many miles a day? Um, you know, if you have any preference for location, how long you're willing to drive to get to the trailhead, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we take that information and then we have a small team of really experienced, um, backpackers who plan these, um, very detailed trip plans for us. So it's easy. You tell us what, where you're looking to go and we provide a well-researched route. That document includes photos, trailheads, campsites, scenic locations, permit and reservation information, helpful notes, and really just everything you would need in one, you know, little package. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And so I've used the I've used this personally myself uh, to plan a trip. And this was uh, several months ago at this point uh, to do a trip in Canyonlands. And I almost did it as kind of like a test to see, okay, how detailed and how good is this going to be? Because uh, I mean, you and I know each other. You know that I love to plan trips. I'm right. a nerd. I geek out on mapping routes. Uh, I mean, I teach backpacking at a university, so I'm teaching students mm-hmm. how to plan trips. I'm the the kind of guy that will two weeks ahead of time get on the USGS uh, website and I'll watch uh, river flows to see, okay, what is the river doing, and is that going to change my trip? Like, mm-hmm. I, I geek out <laughs> big time. So yeah, I I almost just did the the route guide service to test to see okay how detailed is this actually going to be and is it actually viable and i i got to say that i was thoroughly impressed with how detailed the information was how like well thought out 
and everything was put together to create something that is actually like tangible and usable for the user. So I think that like there's so much value in people being able to use that service that, I mean, I'm, I'm selling this to you, but it like, it made that kind of impression on me and I'm sharing that to the listeners because if you're not familiar with an area, it really is such a, a quality, like tangible, valuable service that gives you a lot of great information on how to have a successful and execute a successful uh, backpacking trip for what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, well, thank you. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, in terms of the route guides, we, we try to, to ask people to provide feedback. And I would say, you know, 99.9% of the feedback is is just incredible. You know, people are really happy to have found us and they sort of can't believe they're, that we're doing what we're doing and we're doing it for free. So, um, so yeah, it does seem like people really appreciate the service. And of course, um, we're happy to do it. Is there any plan in the future to not provide it as a free service? Um, I'll jump in on that. So what I'd like to see happen is a marketplace. So while we do uh, screen our route guide planners and in Nicole talking uh, with folks um, out there while she talks with probably majority beginners, she does come across people like yourself, Devin, uh, some triple crowners and you know people like that who are mm-hmm. experienced and she does ask them uh, if they're interested in coming on board to plan for us. Um, that is not a prerequisite for planning uh, route guides. People can uh, um, put them up uh, themselves on our website here uh, shortly and you know put that out there and say, hey, I know this area, come hike this route. And people can leave comments and rate that um, as appropriate. So I'm envisioning uh, more of a marketplace of guides and trip plans um and you know like like the app store for example you know some people can throw those up for free and other people can can charge a certain amount um to uh, cover the cost of their time and experience and maintaining that guide um as well so uh, i could see that happening uh down the line and we're working towards that well that's that's great yeah i like the idea of the marketplace and just having I mean, it really does sound like a true one-stop shop for <laughs> being able to plan trips and find out information. And, uh, and even if every single tool is not utilized when uh, you go onto the website, there's it just sounds like so many valuable tools to be able to get good information of what you're trying to accomplish with whatever trip it is you're headed out on. Oh, well, well, thank you. And we try and it's uh, not because not uh, we're geniuses here or anything. We're merely humble and ask people what, what they're looking for. And um, you get enough feedback and it uh, gives you a clear path to go down to build what people want. Yeah. So a, a follow-up question that I have uh, that's kind of focused around Leave No Trace. And this is not a question that I, this just kind of came to my to my mind ahead of time. But I'm curious if there's any work being put into um, well, let me back up a little bit. COVID has uh, clearly proven that people are ready to be outside. Uh, I mean, we've seen a just a, a massive surge in the amount of people that are uh, 
parking at the trailheads, people on the trails, uh, on the on the rivers and lakes and everything. And so there's a, a lot of additional impact that is happening on areas. And I'm curious if Art of the Trek is doing anything to help educate people when they are planning uh, trips or anything about uh, leave no trace principles, their impact on public lands or anything like that, or if you, if you want to speak to that in any way. Yeah. So I try and ride the line, uh, between, you know, it's, I, I don't like the idea of just broadcasting on, you know, every campsite modal, for example, don't leave trash here, for example, that just gets <laughs> sure, sure. ignoring it. Um, so yeah, I, I like to build that into a course, um, which we are doing. Um, but then that depends on people taking a course, um, for example. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Open to your suggestion on ways that you could, you see that we could uh, promote protecting a valuable shared resource, uh, more without plastering, um, you know, don't leave trash at the campsite everywhere. Um, yeah, I've, I've had in mind, you know, maybe on the last trip email of, you know, click here to read some some uh, information from leavenotrace.org or things along those lines. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say the main things that we have in the work now to address that are the beginner's course and making sure that people do go out prepared and aren't, you know, at their wits end out there and in a position to be making compromises. Right, because there is that whole, I mean, there's the leave no trace aspect, but there's also like the risk management aspect that, I mean, it's, it's a balance, a balance act of where, how, how far do you dabble into that information with uh, the overall goal of what you're trying to do as a, as a company? Yeah. And, and certainly part of that goal um, is encouraging uh, beginners to, you know, come up with a good idea of, you know, burying their toilet paper or packing it out um, where that makes sense to do so. And, and uh, yeah, not snapping off tree branches and choosing uh, campsites wisely and not building new fire pits and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think the park services do a good job of reminding people. I think YouTube mm -hmm. like, or podcasters like yourself do a good job and uh, we'll, we'll be in a position to, uh, you know, send reminders um, as part of uh, emails that go out and courses that we offer as well. And I think with sort of a unified message, we can uh, help people keep it uh, clean and tidy out there. Yeah, I love that. That's great. So uh, I know that there is also one other feature that uh, you guys have available for people to take advantage of. And either of you can uh, talk about this, but I want to ask about the the buddies feature that is available with Art of the Trek. What is What is that about? I think I'll get started if that's okay, Scott, and then... For it. Send it over to you. Okay. So this was another feature that really came from my conversations with backpackers. Um, so it seems like, you know, a lot of people that I talk to in the U.S., but also around the world, um, we learned that a lot of people were are really interested in joining group trips um, and or connecting with backpackers in their area. So again, you know, I hear this feedback enough times or this suggestion, and of course I pass it along to Scott um, and the development team and, and they kind of take it away. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll jump in there on 
that. And yeah, it's uh, all part of, you know, what we're trying to do is get people out there. And one of the barriers that we came across is uh, that people don't necessarily want to go out by themselves to the middle of nowhere in the dark with animal noises uh, that they haven't heard before, <laughs> um, you know, places they've never been. Um, they, they'd like a hiking buddy or, or several to do that with, um, at least to get rolling. Um, so yeah, it's uh, about providing a, a good group um, to do that with. And we're uh, yeah, collecting information about that. Now there's been a lot of inf- interest, perhaps spurred by coronavirus. Perhaps it's always been there. Um, tough to say at that point. And then different parts of the country and the outdoors are sort of opening at different uh, paces. Um, yeah, and it's pretty open uh, here in Wyoming. And yeah, nothing ever really got closed in the outdoors. Um, but California is a different story. So um, starting to organize those trips as it makes sense to do so when people are interested in doing so. And in the meantime, uh, asking people a lot of uh good detailed uh, questions about the type of group that they would most like to go out in and, you know, sort of their endurance and fitness levels and whether they're one who sort of accomplished distances in a trip or they like to stop and smell the roses. And, you know, if they're people who like beer around a campfire, if they, you know, are, are not so much into that. Um, so we ask a lot of questions to make sure we match people, um, well and fit in with the types of hiking buddies or groups that they're interested in and uh yeah making that making that happen now and i would just jump in and say if folks are listening um and are interested in joining a hiking group in their area, um, they would want to head over to buddies.artofthetrack.com and that's where the uh form is located. That's great. Yeah. And I'll make sure that gets added to uh, the show notes as it's been added to previous episodes uh, before since we've, we've talked about it a little bit, but that's great to hear a little bit more information of exactly what the the goal is of that and, and such. Cause yeah, again, it's just that one-stop shop. It's, it's amazing that you guys have been able to like pull so many different things into one one piece that uh, really allows for a lot of information, a lot of uh, planning opportunities and and that kind of thing. Um, I don't think with it, we talked about where somebody would go to start a, the route guide. And maybe you mentioned it, but how does somebody, if they're looking to utilize that from the second they go to artofthetrek.com, where do they click to... Uh, start a, a route guide. You hit artofthetrek.com. I mentioned when we were creating a custom route for ourselves, there's a create custom route button. And right next to that, there's a choose existing route button. Um, okay. Right now that takes you immediately to the form to put in a request. Um, as we build up more and more of these uh, route guides, um, hopefully not everyone will need to be custom and <laughs> some are going to uh, you know, be reusable for other people. So that'll go um, to a list in the future that they can choose from and then request a custom uh, route guide if one isn't a perfect match for what they're looking for. And right now, everything's just custom, so it takes you straight to the form. So artofthetrek.com and uh, choose existing route. Awesome. That's great. Is there anything else that uh, either of you would like to talk about and tell listeners about Art of the Trek? 
Um, I think uh, the only thing from my end is, uh, well, we do have a uh, focus on helping beginners out there. Um, I invite all your beginner listeners uh, to uh, make use of the services that we offer. We're here to help. Um, as well for the more experienced uh, backpackers uh, out there, we are always uh, recruiting um, route guide planners. So if you know your section of the country uh, fairly well, we try and match requests to people who are at least familiar with an area, if not the specific trails on the ground, um, and you feel that you're uh, uh, above an intermediate level backpacker, we do have a uh, training course for route guide planners to go through just so everything's clean and consistent um, between different people. And we're always uh, looking to, to bring folks on. Awesome. Yeah. And I would just, I would just say that, um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly a, a people person and I love talking with people. So, um, you know, if there are any backpackers or hikers out there who, who have feedback for us, who have suggestions for us, um, that would be super valuable to us. Um, and so I would love, you know, if people are interested in talking to me, um, I would love that. If I can always be reached um, at Nicole at artofthetrek.com. And I think that's, I think those are all my final thoughts. Yeah, I think awesome. I can do anything from your end, Devin. No, that's uh, just a, a quality conversation. And I'm glad to have have spent so much time like talking about uh, Art of the Trek just in a very general sense to now have you two on here to really talk about the the nitty gritty of what Art of the Trek uh, provides as, as a, as a company. And I hope that uh, anybody listening out there really does take advantage of the service and the options and the tools that are available, especially free tools. Like it's just crazy to me that I can fill out a form and get a full like trip plan done for me <laughs> If I want to go backpacking in the White Mountains or uh, Smoky Mountain National Park, like that can be done for me for free and just have all the information that I need. It's it's an, it's amazing to me. So I really uh, appreciate the two of you being on and uh, giving that information, sharing a little bit more about who, who you are, because it's always nice to hear uh, who's behind the business and what your experience is and how you're adding to uh, the the outdoor world and all that. So I'm just really grateful to have had you guys on on the show. So thank you. Yeah, thank appreciate you. it, and uh, yeah, wish you the best and uh, happy hiking out there. Yeah, appreciate that. I wanted to say thank you to Scott and Nicole again for your time and for sharing such detailed information about Art of the Trek. Nicole also wanted me to reemphasize that they are always looking for feedback and suggestions and that they are recruiting route guide planners. So if you are interested in that opportunity, please shoot her an email for more information on how you might become a, a route guide planner. Her email and links to Art of the Trek are listed in the show notes. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review and rating and sharing it with your friends. And I appreciate you guys listening today. We will catch you next time on the next episode of The Backpacking Experience.